This is Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg. Keeping teachers in the state is top of mind for many educators across the state. In January, North Dakota United, the state's largest association of public educators and employees, surveyed teachers across the state. 74% said they believe teacher retention for the upcoming school year will be a major issue. We continue our look at the educator retention crisis today with North Dakota United President Nick Archuleta. Archuleta is speaking with the Public Affairs Director of North Dakota United, Tom Gerhardt, about teacher concerns. Nick, tell me about the survey, the educator retention survey that North Dakota United commissioned a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. The survey basically confirmed what uh, we were hearing in conversations with teachers from across the state for some time now, and that is that they are feeling demoralized uh, in the work that they're doing. And they also believe, and I think this is a key takeaway, that retaining a teaching workforce is going to be a very difficult situation for schools across North Dakota for the very next school year, the 22-23 school year. Let's flesh it out a little bit. I know, I recall we had over 1,100 respondents to the survey, which tells me that a lot of our educator members want their voices heard on this issue. But what were some of the things that jumped out to you from the survey specifically that got you to the point where you know they're feeling demoralized? Yeah, we had 62% of our members, and you're right, this is 1,100, over 1,100 members completed the survey. So that's a very representative sampling. And I should also say, Tom, that it doesn't make any difference if you're a Republican, Democrat, or an Independent. These results hold uh, uh, firm all across the political spectrum. But one of the things that really jumped out at me was that 62% of our teachers are feeling burned out in their job. But I think the, the one thing that jumped off the page at me was that a couple of years ago in a survey, they answered, 90% of those respondents answered that they believed that when they went into the profession, that they would retire from the profession. That number has dropped to 46%. And that is a problem. And that age group of 30 to 39, that number went from 91% down to 26%. When you consider that we're seeing fewer people, young people choosing education as a profession, and then we see people that are thinking about leaving the profession in large numbers, and particularly those teachers that are aged 30 to 39, this is very concerning. And, and everybody in North Dakota should be concerned about this because, frankly, we don't do anything more important than teach the next generation of citizens and leaders. And if we don't have the workforce to do that, that will have some seriously negative effects across the state of North Dakota. I know another statistic that I saw looking at the survey, 40% of educators say they don't feel appreciated, contrasted to 5% that said they did. Those are incredible numbers. Well, I think so too. I think they're incredible. Let me just back up a second and, and tell you that, that the, this, these feelings that these education employees are having right now, they're not unique to the field of education. We see the same thing in among nurses, for example, and police and in other industries uh, across this, the way. The fact that this happens to be teachers and only 5% feel appreciated, I know that number is higher. I do know for a fact because we did a survey a couple of years ago and 89% of, of nurses North Dakotans, not just North Dakota United members, but North Dakotans as as a whole, 89% of them rated their schools as good or excellent. That was about the highest rating in the nation among states. So I think that has probably tells me that, that they are appreciated, but they're just not feeling it. Teachers, by and large, are perfectionists for another thing. They want to make sure that they're doing right by their students, that they're doing right by their communities, and they're feeling frustrated right now because of the added pressures that they're in. You've mentioned a couple, Nick, but what are some of the key factors that are driving educators from the classroom? And, and I should mention, we're hoping really to build a public awareness of what's happening in schools all across the state and the nation 
for that matter, so that hopefully we can move towards some improvement. Getting back to the question, some of the things that are are making educators and, and sometimes longtime educators say that, you know, they're moving on. A lot of it has to do with their workload uh, and, and their pay and, and benefits. Uh, keep in mind that the last legislative session, the the legislature only raised the per pupil fund allotment by 1%. That didn't go very far. The other thing is their workload. Uh, with a shortage of substitute teachers, we're seeing, and, and not just substitute teachers, but also aides and uh, education support professionals, we're finding that the teachers are taking a lot more work home because if there's somebody in their building that happens to be sick, those kids are still coming to school. Somebody needs to cover those classes. And typically it's the teachers uh, who have to give up their prep periods in order to cover those classes. What they don't get finished uh, during their contracted school day goes home with them. That eats into their family time, and that's problematic. I've heard of teachers, in fact, who feel so strongly about the family that they're in, their school family, that they're putting off going to doctor's appointments because they don't want to burden their, their colleagues by having to watch their class while they're at the doctor. And same thing with, the, with their parents and their kids. You know, they're, they're delaying some of these things that are are important and they should take them. But because they they don't want to overburden their colleagues, they're ending up ignoring their health. And we're not in favor of that at all. None of this is being impact or is impacting their kids at all. Teachers are the consummate professionals in this case. They know that those students depend on them. They take that responsibility very seriously. And so the frustration they're feeling in their profession is not being uh, borne out on the, on the children. So I want everybody to understand that as well. But what they're doing is they're letting us know. They're letting us know in no uncertain terms that the things have to change and they have to change for the better. I don't think for a second that uh, the numbers we see here are etched in stone. I think we can turn this around, and it's going to take some things like, for example, making sure that they feel appreciated in their profession, making sure that their profession is respected. That goes a long way, and we can do that in a a few different ways. A couple of them are free. First of all, respect teachers. They're doing an incredibly difficult job. Even in the best of times, it's a difficult job, and they're doing it uh, in a time of pandemic, and, and and I know everybody else is working through this too, but when we have 30 kids uh, standing in front of us or sitting in front of us, 30 different personalities that the teachers are are working with every single day and everybody comes to school with a little bit of luggage. So uh, teachers don't complain about that. That's what they signed up for. And they're doing that job extremely well. You know, if you have a child, put a little note in the backpack and say, hey, give this to your teacher. Just something that says, hey, thank you for what you've done. That's free. As I mentioned before, the legislature could step up and make sure that we are paying teachers uh, like professionals and and put a few more percentage points on that funding. I know that you visit with a lot of educators all across the state. Maybe another way to look at what's going on is have you share some personal stories that you've heard in those conversations. Well, I've already mentioned the fact that some teachers have told me they've put off going to to medical appointments. I've also heard, and this was interesting too, because this was back in October. I was in Williston visiting with teachers there, and one of them told me that she felt uh, feeling overwhelmed. She says, it feels like it's April. This was the end of October. So I thought that was uh, quite a, a statement. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm in Fargo. And unprompted, uh, another teacher there told me exactly the same thing. It feels like it's April because of the added pressure that they're under, the the, the things that they have to, to deal with on a daily basis. And it really, uh, frankly, uh, was eye-opening because... Clearly, this is this is an issue, and it's not like those two teachers had time to call each other and, and collaborate on what they're going to talk to me about when they ran into me. So, yeah, I think that is something that we have to take very, very seriously. Are we seeing that it's more of a problem with younger teachers 
versus veteran teachers? Of the teachers that I talk to, if you're early, if you're an early educator, a middle educator, or a more seasoned educator, they're all feeling pretty much the same pressures. I feel uh, sorry for some of those folks who went through student teaching or began teaching career in pandemic, whether it was done hybrid or totally remote or in person. It was an incredibly difficult time to get your toes in the water of education. For one thing, uh, collaboration wasn't the, there the way it, it ought to be. Uh, mentoring wasn't there the way it ought to have been. And it makes it very tough, particularly for those younger teachers. So I think that when we talk about uh, getting back to whatever is going to be our new normal, uh, one of those things that we have to talk about is the health of the of teachers and, and support of teachers. We have to make sure that early teachers have all the mentoring they need for two years, maybe even more, and that the veteran teachers have what they need in terms of resources and time to collaborate to make sure that we catch these kids up to where they need to be and give them the greatest opportunity for success once they leave us. Finally, we were visiting about this earlier this week, and you said something that really stuck with me, and that's that all of us are in this together. Moving forward, it's going to take a little something from everyone, whether you're a parent, whether you're an advocate for educators, whether you're an elected official, a school administrator, we're all in this together. We've got to get on the same page moving forward to solve this. We do. And there was a question on our survey about that. Are teachers feeling pressure to to teach in a different way from politicians and parents? And and the answer to that was overwhelming. Yeah, they're, they're feeling it. And it's not surprising. First of all, Tom, people go into the teaching profession because they have a genuine love of children and they want to make a very positive impact on their lives and give them the best opportunity to be successful in life. That's why people go into teaching. When they hear of themselves being degraded over you know, ideological battles. For example, the critical race theory debate that was on at the beginning of the school year and even at the special session. We heard uh, some things and teachers take that personally. We heard of our former president said the teachers are indoctrinating kids to hate America. Well, that's not happening. But teachers hear that. And those words hurt. We have to be very, very careful about what we say, because when those words land, they matter. And they matter to teachers. And if it causes them to be dispirited about the profession of teaching, that has a ripple effect that we can't afford in North Dakota. We have to make sure we're lifting up the profession of teaching and and holding it in the best light that we can. Treat these people like professional. Give them some classroom autonomy. Let them teach. That was North Dakota United President Nick Archuleta speaking with North Dakota United Public Affairs Director Tom Gerhardt. Next Tuesday, Gerhardt visits with Kirsten Baszler, the superintendent of the North Dakota Department of Public Instruction.